Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, and welcome to Therapy Get You Some, where we talk about all things therapy, normalize mental health, and promote healing for black people. I'm your host, Candy Sarapro, a licensed clinical social worker and black therapist. Through conversations and revealing insider secrets, we hope to demystify therapy so that you feel comfortable going to get you some. and welcome to Therapy Get You Some. This episode, as I promised, was going to be an honor of pride. I'm giving the platform to my cousin, Cabrini Snyder. Cousin, this is your show. Whatever you want to talk about, it is going to be all you. How are you today? Hey, cousin. I'm good. Wait, let me just fix this. It says that the meeting is being... uh, Lord. All right, y'all. Hold on. Let me get it together. Oh, it's this way. That's why. Continue. Okay. Hey, everybody. Cousin, thank you so much for um, for inviting me to your platform, to your podcast home. Um, the, you know, this is uh, this is exciting. Um, it's going to open up a whole new um, uh, way of of existing. I think after people um, experience our conversation together today. Oh, so, I love it! I love it. So, you know, I always start off by asking my guests to tell me what is not on your bio. The things that are unique for you, that make you you, but that you will not put on a traditional bio. So give us some of those things. Mm. Well, let's see. I think a lot of times when, 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 when a bio is written, it's usually the, the glamorous things that people want everyone to uh, see and hear and, and admire about the person, but then the real person steps out and Lord have mercy. Well, let's see. I'm actually very shy. People would be like, exactly. You see my face. <laughs> we don't have to Contraire, come up with word. Okay. I, I really uh, am. And it's, yeah. And it's not until, um, I'm, I'm in a room and I become comfortable but for the most part, I actually, you'll find that a lot of people that are in front are actually shy. Okay. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to jail. Yes, I have. I've, I've walked the line, honey. I've, um, uh, luckily, it was not because, <laughs> it was not because of uh, a criminal activity. Although, um, well, I owned a, 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 a bar. I owned a bar Just for give women. Give us the story. Give us the story because we girl, I owned, hear this one. I, girl, I owned a, owned a bar, a liquor bar for okay. women. And um, I was selling alcohol under the pretense that I had a one day pass to sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. Well, the girl that came with the, um, with the pass was, she was, it was bogus child. And, you know, it's kind of like fake news. It was not real. Mm. I thought it was real. 
I thought it was real almost to the point where I'm telling you I'm on third and La Brea in the most prominent Jewish Orthodox Jewish neighborhood Mm -hmm. with the doors wide open, beautiful little club with all these gay women coming in and out with a full bar, the bar filled with all this alcohol. And here I am selling it with my very prominent one day pass. Okay. That was fake. That was fake. So child, the popo, the popo came running through there and girls, you know, people, people be mad. Black people, a black woman over there being successful with all these doctors and lawyer black women that are gay coming in there. you know, they make a phone call. There's oh. a problem. I, she could not possibly have a real license. And the sad part was you did not possibly have a real license. She did not. She did not. Okay, so. So she, she went on to, she went to jail for three days and had to walk the line. Oh, three days. I mean, I got the drawers and everything. Girl, I got the drawers and, oh, no. and the shoes. Oh, they took your clothes. Girl, don't get the drawers. Oh, I got the draws. Yeah, you know, when you get the draws, that means you have gone to jail. Yeah, you had to stay. So that part, yeah, that 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 part is not in my bio. Now, oh, the, world no. Look, now the world knows. Now the world knows. <laughs> but I could see why that did not make it to the bio, but that definitely is a unique story. Right. Yeah. And then, like you said, the backstory was you were just trying to provide a service that was needed to the community, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and in doing so, angered somebody enough yeah yeah Yeah. but no i i again when you're doing things with a great intention if someone tries to pull you down and they do it does not mean you have to stay down because i rose right back up and opened up the wall and made my place even bigger oh okay and then and then turned it and then turned it into cabrini's coffee bar okay so now no more alcohol was being served of course it was. Oh, but it okay. wasn't with the letter. It wasn't on the bar like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> it was just so now I, went, now I went straight up New Orleans. I said, what kind of daiquiri you want? Mm-hmm. Okay. What okay. kind of smoothie you want? Mm-hmm. What you want in it? Okay. That kind of thing. So it was no yeah. more on the wall liquor. It was now under the right. column. If you Basically. know, you know. If you know, you if know. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So it was a it was a beautiful live jazz venue. It's called Cabrini's Jazz Alley, and um, I had some of the most amazing uh, musicians that are out of Los Angeles that um, would come and grace my stage. And one most important event we did was for Katrina. I did a twenty four hour jazzathon. So the doors were open for 24 hours and we had musicians, Layla Hathaway, Michelle and Diggio Cello, um, uh, Sandra Book, who actually coordinated it, um, Sweet Baby Jay, Thelma Houston, Thelma, Thelma, wait a minute. Oh, Jesus, she's from New Orleans, Lord, tell me her name. Um, I, I'll think of it later, but um, she's from New Orleans and she also um, graced the stage. So it was a beautiful, beautiful venue. So, so that, that sounds wonderful. I, I don't recall that time because Katrina is such a blur for me, but that sounds yeah. wonderful. And 24 hours of jazz, that had to be wonderful. That it was to- amazing. Yeah. So that, that, take us into your actual bio. Go ahead, take a couple of minutes and just pump yourself up for a minute. Give us, give us the highlights. Okay, so 
good thing is that it would take more than a couple of minutes, but I'll give a highlight. Um, but, you know, I remember your father saying that I needed to uh, uh, trademark my DNA E. DNA E is a DNA entrepreneur. That means it's in my blood. So it has always been in my blood to own and or operate a business, not knowing that it was being an entrepreneur. The word, the name, the phrase entrepreneur was not prevalent, even when my father, being an entrepreneur, was doing what he was doing. Right. We didn't know that's what it meant. So I left Los, uh, New Orleans at 19, came to Los Angeles with $300, a suitcase, and a dream. Okay. Now, I didn't know what the dream was. I always tell people, well, I don't know what the dream was. A dream at the time was just to come to Los Angeles. There was no formulated dream. Mm -hmm. I allowed the universe, I allowed God to guide me. And um, so I ended up opening up the first um, complete cookery, which was a catering company I created out of my home okay. to sell lunches to people in their office. This is before anybody was doing this back then. Mm -hmm. I'm selling five course meals in uh, uh, delivering it, right? Imagine that. So there was no delivery back then. Uber Eats and pre-DoorDash. Like you were bringing the food to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, the key caveat was that I didn't have a car. Okay, now you're going to have to break that down too because that, that's <laughs> what you said God was guiding you, right? So I put an ad in the paper. I said, if you got a car, you need a job, and you got insurance, I'm going to hire you. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to deliver the food. So I made handwritten menus. And um, so I had my first interview with the guy. He came in, he was a lovely white guy. Um, he had a car, he was all excited. I think it was just so untraditional what I was doing that the day I was uh, to deliver, I would make 20 meals a day. Okay. I said, okay, I'm gonna, my goal is to do 20 meals a day. So I had two office buildings that I would go to. One was in Beverly Hills and one was in Inglewood. Those of you that are from Los Angeles knows that that's opposite ends of the world. I don't oh. know what the hell I was thinking. Clearly, I was not thinking. Mm -hmm. The day comes, I have 17 orders ready. Tell me what you think he did. No show. No show. Okay. What am I going to do? I got 17 meals. You getting on the bus for 17 meals? Girl, no, I went to the neighbor next door and I knocked on the door. I said, Miss Helen, can you take me and deliver my food to these people? And now, mind you, this is when the young and the restless child, she was like, you know, I said, okay, until I get a car, I will feed you and fill your car up every day. And that's how Complete Cookery started. So there was Complete Cookery. There was... Um, uh, Cabrini's Famous Hot Wings and Fries. There was Cabrini's Catchy Kitchen. There was the Lofty Dog. There was the Lofty Dog's House. There was Cabrini's uh, Spot, Cabrini's Coffee Bar, Cabrini's um, uh, Jazz Alley. There was Nola's, A Taste of New Orleans that was in uh, the Arts District. And it was a full-on supper club with live jazz seven days a week. I'm trying to count out. How many... How many Business are we at yet? At least 10. Now, these are full brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. These are built 
with me built by hand, so to speak. The structure is there, but I actually went in and, and did much like my father did with a Dutch class. Mm-hmm. Did the whole building. So that's, that's, that's one. That's the highlight, but you missed one piece because you also an author. Right. Then I authored, I authored a, a biography, if you will, of all of these stories um, and talked about the journey of just basically never giving up. The journey of finally understanding common knowledge. Things happen all the time. T-H-A-T-T, mm-hmm. in life and in business. So I would teach people how to do what they want to do. Stop doing what you don't want to do because things are going to happen anyway. So why spend all this time at a place that you don't want to be because you don't know who you are or what you want? Take the time. Say F that. I don't know if I can say fuck that. On, I mean, Well, you said it, so go with it. Go with it. And then you got to show me the shirt because so I'm looking at the shirt. <clears throat> oh, Okay. Yeah. So, not, so I have the visual now. You, you took the yeah. you out because you're trying to be proper, but finally understanding yeah. common knowledge that things happen all the time. And we're going to just. T-H-A-T-T. T-T. And you just mm-hmm. said, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do anything I don't so, want. So here's the other. <clears throat> right. Okay. It's a neologism. So what a lot of times I didn't know what a neologism was until I decided I wanted to use this word that is used for profanity. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, how can I take this word that is profane and turn it into something that people say all the time and make it positive so that when you say fuck that, you're saying it because you're going, fuck that, I'm going to do what I want. Right. And not what I do. How did you come up with that? I mean, obviously I love it. Like, Love it. And you're right. We say it all the time. And usually in response to something that you're telling me that I don't want to do. Right. right? That's yeah. generally when that's going to come out, just a natural response. But how did you come up with that? Um, I had just closed my last business. <laughs> I'm close. And um, so I was, I was at a neighbor's house and there was, I said, guys, I wanted to be a speaker and um, I wanted to get on a stage and I wanted to do public speaking and I wanted to teach people. And I said to the guys, I said, hey, I said, if I did a, 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 a keynote or became a public speaker and on stage, I was saying it was about saying, fuck that. Would you guys come? And they said, absolutely. Of course, everybody was cheering. Right. But then I, I, it, for me, though, it did not have the meaning yet. Okay. I knew what it meant, but at the time, there was no neologism behind it. There was no changing the name and giving it a positive meaning or different, changing the name and giving it a new phraseology to it. Mm-hmm. So my partner and I we were sitting, um, she and I have been together 22 years. And so uh, today, this year, so we're sitting and we're going through this thing is 2013 and I said, I just, I just wanted to have a meaning. I, I just need, I, I can't just go up there and say, fuck that, you know, because right. you're not, people are just not going to, it just won't resonate. Right. Because now I'm just using a profane word on the stage. And we would have liked it. I'm so she says, I know. We would have liked it. But I, I like that you decided <laughs> to have deeper meaning. We would have been there with you because we understand. Right. 
We understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she says, I know. Finally, understanding common knowledge. Things happen all the time. And at that time, it was only things happen all the time with a T, mm -hmm. not two T's. So to make it authentic, we added the T. Gotcha. Things happen all the time. And so, so it was actually a collaborative approach. So we got to give her her credit because it wasn't all absolutely. You. It wasn't all you, but I first heard it from you. So I'm still going to give you a little bit more credit because you're the first. And it resonated so much with me. So, like I said, it's something we've always said. It's always flown off our tongue. But the way you shaped it was life changing. So, so yeah, I want you to I, talk more about because it, obviously it was something that cha you changed first before you could tell it to others. When right. did the shift happen for you? <clears throat> you mean when did I say fuck that? Yes. Um, when I closed my last business, having gone through it was a, a, a doggy daycare, and it was mm -hmm. called the Lofty Dog House your dog's home away from home. And <clears throat> it was our second one. The first one had 7,000 square feet. It was a, a indoor dog park with an outdoor field. And it was absolutely beautiful. The owner ended up send, selling the warehouse. So we had all these clients. So we had to take them to another, we, I, I felt responsible mm -hmm. to take them to another location. In hindsight, the $25,000 he would paid me, I would have, waited to um, find out how to do something else because it wasn't enough clients to sustain another huge build out of a 5,000 square foot place and opening up another daycare and to redirect mm -hmm. all of these high-end clients to Skid Row because the new location was in Skid Row. Okay. So that was another challenge. So. Um, Things happen. It's in the book, y'all. Y'all get the book. The story is in the book. Wait, tell me where, to, where can we get? I know where to get the book. I know where I got my book. But where? Tell them where to get the book. Well, they can get the book off Amazon. Okay. Um, any any platform, Am Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's anywhere books are sold. If you want a signed copy, you can always um, email me, or I'll give you. All, I'll, I'll have all my information here and. Um, I'll sign the copy, and with a signed copy, hmm, you just might get a T-shirt that says "about that." And um, uh, yeah, so that's so that's when I said "fuck that." You know, mm -hmm. going uh, dealing with that same business and having it having the owner of the of the uh, retail space owe five hundred thousand dollars to to the building, and the people in the building hating me because I'm the retail that came in that he wasn't supposed to have. So there's backstory right. to whenever you're doing a brick and mortar and you know, all these, you know, I had gotten burnt out and tired mm -hmm. and I wanted to do something else. I wanted to teach people what I learned through my failed successes, how to not do it. And so <clears throat> I went on this journey to find out how could I be a public speaker? So I said, I wanted to, um, uh, be on stage with Les Brown. Okay. Have you seen Have you seen that one yet? I have not seen it, but I did know you did it. Uh, <clears throat> so um, 
So again, my partner, who is the wise one, you know, they say behind every great man, there's a woman where behind every great woman, there's a greater woman. Okay. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> so um, she says, well, Cabrini, you know, you should actually go into Les Brown's um, uh, teaching, have him, you know, coach you. Okay. And I thought to myself, well, you know, uh, I don't know if I, you know, I started thinking, where am I going to get $10,000 to go and speak with Les Brown, right? Mm -hmm. So, so I said, well, let me call my friend Shamine. Shamine is also a New Orleans, um, I think she was born, her, I don't even, was, is Shamine from New Orleans? Les, I think she is. But anyway, she, she has New Orleans in her soul, honey. Mm -hmm. So Shamine Clark Holmes, she was friends with Les Brown. Okay. Candice. Candice. She had just got off the phone with him. All right now. So remember, I told you I'm letting God guide me. I have mm -hmm. this trust account, right? <clears throat> so Shamin says, Cabrini, Les said he will come to my event because she was launching her business called um, Master Connectors, where she connects people. Huh, here we are. So she says, what I'll do is I'll have Les teach you from the stage. Okay. Right? Well, she says, but we're not going to tell him what you're going to be, what he's going to be teaching you. We ain't going to tell him what you're going to be saying. <laughs> well, when I got on stage to introduce Cabrini's law of fuck that, and I'm walking up and down you know, doing my, doing my introduction. Um, it was actually, and this is one, this is one conversation that you guys are going to hear first because um, I've not publicly shared it. And I don't know whether or not um, this is not to shame anyone. It is just to say to anyone that has been shamed by anyone that you revere or you think is um, uh, mm -hmm. God-like, that you hold true to what you believe. Do not let them sway you. Mm -hmm. So because Les Brown thought that saying fuck that was inappropriate, and because he said to me very clearly, you have the it factor that I have to teach people to have. You have it. Mm -hmm. But you cannot use that language, he says to me. Okay. So, you know, of course I cried and I thought, you know, I knew I shouldn't have did it and, you know, I went through my bag. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, I said, wait, wait, wait. It wasn't until we got off stage and he started saying, fuck that to me. In the language in which he told me I should not say and that he never says it around women. Okay. I said, okay. Well, Cabrini, there you have it. Mm -hmm. There's a way in which People want, see, here's the thing. You cannot, he could not say to me how he could help me because right. I had what he teaches other people. Right. And what I'm hearing you say is that was the time to apply the law for that because something yeah. happened. But and, something's and always going to happen. Something is always, and, and the fact that we can't control life is what I take from fuck that. Yeah. is you just better live because something's going to happen either way. 
So you just Either better and and do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Don't do what other people what make what doesn't make other people happy. And right. I think we've done this so much in our lives that we've we've been the 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 kind of people that want to please you so much that I've forgotten how to please me. I don't know how to please me. And so when I would have my clients and I'm coaching them, I say to them, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Say, fuck that. What do you want? And they would get stuck. And, and oh, and but if I. That happens yeah. for people. The, the same thing. I think that people have a put themselves in such a box that the fact that happiness is right there in front of them and they can go and grab it but they get stuck and afraid, right, of, but I can't do that. You know, it's, sometimes yeah. it's so simple. Somebody will say, you know, just taking a vacation would make me feel free. And I say, well, take a vacation. I can't take a vacation. Well, why can't you? I got to yeah. go to work. You have created the rules that a vacation requires you to take off of work. You could go, you know, I'm in New Orleans. You can go to Biloxi and, and back in one day. But in, in, in the other part, too, is that you have vacation time. Well, most people are afraid to use it because they may need it, according to them, for something else. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the other question I would ask is, so tell me what you don't want. And the list. We got that. We all have the list. Long. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I just to find what you want. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I want to share no, go ahead. when I read your book, because you, you know, you, you wrote the book in 2016 or 2017. I wrote it in 2013 and self-published in 2016. So at the time I wrote, read your book, I was having my own personal fuck that moment. I had, I started my business in 2013 and, you know, anybody who starts a business knows it takes a while to get off the ground. By 2016, I was flying. Oh, you couldn't tell me nothing because I see, you know, everything's going great. And immediately it was just like the light switch. My my daughter got sick and I had to shut everything down. It was no, Mm. it was no, you know, let me adjust. It was, listen, your daughter is sick. And because of her illness, you can't be around people. You have to stop everything. And that was, you know, like when you say things happen all the time, I had some things in my mind that might happen to my business. And I, you know, pr- planned and prepared for those things. And you get your liability insurance because I don't want y'all to sue me. Never in the realm of my possibilities was it going to be that. Yeah, yeah. And I read your book during that time. Actually, I read your book in the hospital. I was in the hospital with her reading your book. And when I heard about DNA Entrepreneur, I knew that's what I was. And it gave me mm-hmm. comfort to know, don't worry, you can build this back because it's in your DNA. So you don't have to be afraid that I'm going to lose everything because I didn't, I'm not losing me. Right. So the business might have right. had to stop. And, and, you know, now we're going to fast forward in 2022 and where I am today. But your book provided me such comfort to read, like you said, your failed successes and successful failures and all of those things. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, it provided me comfort to know. You can rebrand, you can regroup, you can start all the way over and do something else. Fuck that. Yeah. I just yeah. had to share that yeah. with you and, and, and not to promo your book too much, but y'all get the book. 
I'm telling you, it's life changing. It's life changing. You know, and, and to piggyback off of that, you know, when any author that's out there, you know, you start off with the excitement, much like in social media right now, we look for the likes and the shares and the comments. And, mm-hmm. you know, I found myself, because I won't say that you, but you might, I found myself yes. being yes. Human. Um, depressed. Yeah, being depressed that, you know, is anybody liking it? You know, nobody came to my book signing. And, you know, so now I'm just like, oh, Lord. And then I got the text from, was it you that sent me the text or? It was me because I was with my oh, dad. Tamika. It might have been Tamika. Yeah. Sure. One of us read it, but we were together reading the book with my dad. And again, so you guys, not to take over her. But anyway, this is my first cousin, and her father was my uncle, and um, he, my father's brother, and um, Aunt Raina had five daughters, and again, I left at, left New Orleans at 19, so I never got the chance to even connect with my cousins. However, we were all connected, not just through DNA, but somehow through the DNA, we were connected like um, uh, like a child is connected to an umbilical cord mm-hmm. because every time we would speak to each other, it was as if we knew each other. We, we right. didn't know shit about each other. And so when her, she sent me the text, she says, hey, cousin, this is Candice. And she started telling me, and, I'm, and, and now mind you, I'm reading this text of someone someone because i'm not knowing who this someone is yet i'm trying to reconnect myself because this person is saying that uh, your uncle huey my dad says that you should really um a trademark dna e dna entrepreneur and how much they love my book now my listen lenders out there there's nothing like when you are down and you just you know god is always in and giving you that pump mm-hmm. And when I got the text from from you guys, it really helped me to keep going um, with the um, fuck that movement, as it were. Yeah. So thank you for that, cousin. Well, I definitely, and again, not that, because we're not connected, I don't call you every time I tell somebody fuck that and teach them about fuck that because it's a movement. And once you understand it and once your core aligns with it, you recognize like, it, it just shifts your life because when something happens as something will happen, if you don't learn to say fuck that and keep moving, you can become paralyzed and stuck. And so I use it as a shifter and I meditate with it. And so uh, I would, I would teach others to meditate with it. Cause a lot of times when we think meditation, we think, you know, quiet and silence and, and I always say, no, we're going to breathe right. all the negative stuff that's going out. Coming into our world, we're going to breathe out and we're going to say, fuck that. And every time we say that, we understand that we're saying things are going to happen all the time. But that's not going to stop us. Right. And, and, you know, again, you guys, fuck that is is when when we talk about it as a teaching, it is a teaching Mm -hmm. because there's five principles. 
There's three core questions and there's five principles that governs this law. So it's, it's um, you know, the law of gravity, right? It is a law in that you can't change it. If you jump off this building, I'm on the 29th floor. If you jump, oh. I don't care how much I meditate, the law of gravity is gonna step in unless I have a parachute on, I'm going down. Right, right. The law of attraction, the law of attraction, whatever it is you're thinking about, you will attract to you based on the feeling you have about what it is you're thinking about. Right. It is the truth. There's no way you can change that. The law of fuck that, when you find out who you are at your core, what you want and why you want it, and you apply the five principles, which is to make a decision. That's number one. To trust, oh my Lord, your decision. One of the most difficult, because we're never taught to trust ourselves. We're always taught, do you trust them? Mm-hmm. You know, do you, you know, you get a trust account. Everything is pointed away from you. Right. How do I trust myself and the decision I'm making? Ah, so then you got to be focused. You have got to get focused. You know, right now in this time in with social media, how do you stay focused? You right. Know, if you have, or if you are, go ahead. Right. No, I was agreeing with you. I'm just saying, right. You are right. Yeah. Yeah. And force is, is inspired action. What does that mean? A lot of people ask me, well, what does inspired action mean? Well, it's not the familiar voice. See, the familiar voice have you doing the same shit you do all over and over again. Mm -hmm. And as a therapist, you know, they, what is insanity? Well, that's not our definition, but that's a, the common definition is oh. doing the same thing over and expecting different results. Uh, but that's right. also humanity. That's us as humans. We would hope that yeah. next time right. it's going to come. Right. <laughs> yes. So the inspired voice, the inspired voice is the one that all of us have said um, forever. Mm -hmm. I should have followed my first mind. That's your voice. Yeah. That's the one that's in you. But you don't trust it. You don't know it because you've never listened to right. it. Right. And then number five is the most amazing one is enjoy the journey all of this that we do in life is about a journey mm -hmm. you know because you when you get to the destination right the the thing that you're going to talk about is not the destination when you get the money you're not going to talk about the money you're going to talk about all of the stuff you went through to get it mm -hmm. to get to the very thing you wanted so it's all the journey Mm -hmm. So that's the law. Fuck that. And even though you've given it to us in the brief version, I'm still strongly encouraging purchase the book because you need the full story to understand it. Now, I want to shift a yeah. little bit from from still in the same line of question, but I want to know how did DNA entrepreneur affect your mental health? Because as a as a entrepreneur, we know that is a level of stress that if you're not ready for it, you better get ready for it. That's a very, very tough one because um, being an entrepreneur is not for, listen, it is not for everyone. You cannot, you, you're not going to get a steady paycheck. 
you're not going to get the time off. You mm -hmm. cannot get sick. Right. So the mental health that came with be that comes with being an entrepreneur at your core, which is the DNA entrepreneur, mm -hmm. is that you have to really have a strong, solid foundation that's that's going to anchor you. Mm -hmm. And I have had to build that over these last um, 34 years of being a brick and mortar entrepreneur. And, you know, the worry, the stress, the, oh my God. Mm -hmm. and, and to the point, if someone were to ask me, Cabrini, you know, what are the stresses? What it, I, I have blocked them so much okay. that it would take time for me to recall them because I don't want them in my subconscious anymore. I have spent the time to get them out of my subconscious because now I'm a gangster chef. Can you imagine if I allowed everything I went through, right? Being a brick and mortar entrepreneur, business owner, mm -hmm. if I allowed all of that, which it wants to creep in, I tell you, because it's familiar. Right. Um, yeah, so it has affected, but the way that I um, uh, deal with it without having a personal therapist that I can call, um, the way I deal with it is through meditation. You know, Abraham Hicks is, is one of the um, uh, teachers that I listen to and put in my ear all the time. And uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza and, you know, um, Dr. Eric Berg, when I'm doing my keto um, dishes and, and eating low carb and thinking about, you know, the ways in which I eat and drink and think and mm -hmm. all of that plays into the mental health. Mm -hmm. And I like that you said, you know, not that you recognize that it has a, a previous experience, but you don't let it affect your present experience. And so those things happened. They no longer are happening because you're not in a brick and mortar. So you're not you don't have to think about those times when you were struggling to pay rent. As all entrepreneurs, you know, again, when you have a fledgling business, they ha you have those times. You don't let that stop you from now because you're not doing that anymore. You're able to, block, like you said, oh, block don't, it don't, don't think it's, <laughs> but it's still present. All those things that, how are you going to pay the rent? Uh, Cabrini, Meaning cooking, from my, from you know, the gangster chef and on YouTube. Meaning yeah. from my, for the business. Now you have to pay your personal rent. That's a different, that's a different conversation, but you don't have the brick and mortar business anymore. But wait, well, now, well, now I'm, yeah, it's a, food, but you didn't tell us about Gangster Chef. Back up. Tell well, us we had got, girl, we hadn't even gotten there because that's a whole nother. Listen, people, I have a whole life. I have a, I have in 57 years lived a life that is probably what most people would, three lives in, seven lives in one life, like full mm -hmm. on, like, you know, so this gangster chefing, um, this has come full circle. So remember I talked about me cooking early on and cooking right. has always been what I've done. Some will ask me, well, who taught you how to cook? Um, I taught myself how to cook. My mother always cooked for every single party, every single mm -hmm. everything, but she never taught me how to cook. I watched. And it's in my DNA. That's I was what gonna talking say, about DNA. If you're from New Orleans, not that anybody ever teaches you how to cook, but you know, 
the kitchen is where we spent most of our time and you just pick it up plus it's in your dna yeah so, so it's just something so that i be, yeah i became and again because i'm such a great listener to what the universe is saying to me mm-hmm. in 2018 a friend of mine was having a uh, as she always did had a um uh new year's eve dinner she buys all the food and I'm always cooking. So this particular year, 2018, hey everybody, I'm about to be gangster chefing in my friend's kitchen. And oh. when I said that, it was like, um, you know how the genie comes out the bottle? Mm-hmm. When you rub it? Yeah. It was like, I said it out of my mouth and it came into my soul, in my spirit. And I will tell you, your vid- the videos that I find the most entertaining, all of them are entertaining because you're so entertaining. But when you're teaching and I don't know the person, when there's a, a lady, a, a guest that you teach how to cook. And you know, I'm that's, yeah. tickled every time <laughs> by those her, her name is Del Mack. <laughs> Well, well, you look, you don't have to put Del Mac, on where I you at? It. I love it every time I'm watching it. I say, okay, she's not from here. She is not from New Orleans, I can tell. Wait, first of all, she, so, you know, so you're bringing me to a whole nother, if I, if I went back and thought about everything that I love about this cooking journey that I'm on, mm-hmm. it's, it's the teaching component, teaching someone that does not know how to cook, that wants to know how to cook, Mm -hmm. that's afraid to cook, but they want to so bad, but they've made dishes that people make fun of them, you know? So Delmac, when I started with her, again, this was during COVID. Mm -hmm. We didn't know how this was gonna turn out. We didn't know, I didn't know. And every time we did one, (laughs) it it makes everybody laugh every time we talk talk about it. We would watch it and we would after the aftermath and we would mm-hmm. laugh so hard because if I'm teaching her, I don't see what she's doing. Y'all see what she's doing. Right. So we'll go back and watch it. I mean, it's so hysterical. And then she turns out an amazing dish, right? Which mm-hmm. is the point in which I do now falling in love with yourself in your own kitchen. Right. Um, she she don't cook now because she crazy but um it it was the the experience and the joy that i got from from actually teaching so that's the component i'm going to go back to Mm -hmm. is somehow creating this teaching component for people that don't know how to cook but have always wanted to cook and you again the videos were so entertaining are they still available like can i go and find them and because I know during, like you said, we were watching it during COVID. And that, that may be even made it more interesting. So you guys were watching it live too? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. So, that, yes, it's on my YouTube channel, which is the Gangsta Chef's Kitchen on YouTube. Okay. Because if, you, if yeah. you have the opportunity to go and see these videos, please do. And subscribe and comment. But... It again tickled, and and it was during a time when we were. Even I'm from New Orleans, and I have always cooked. 
but experimenting in the kitchen because of COVID, you know, let me try to make lamb. I, that's not a net, traditional maybe New Orleans dish, right. but I'm going to try to make lamb. Of course, it's not a hard try because if you're from here, you can cook. So it's going to come out okay. But it was entertaining to watch right. someone else with no basis of understanding. And so, like you say, oh, she said, do, girl, when she would say, do I, do I need to turn the water on? <laughs> and I said, well, how the hell is the? <laughs> yeah, again, it was, it the used to be, it was hilarious. It, yeah, I would suggest y'all go back and find those videos. But when you say full circle moment, what I'm hearing, especially how much you let God guide your life. When you had the calling to say, I need to be on stage to teach. And now you're teaching, you're teaching cooking, but all of that is uncompensated under fact that. How did all of that like just roll out for you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. I mean, I, look, when people say I'm, I'm a, an obedient, I'm, I'm going to do it. No, 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 no. When it comes through me, it's like, it's, it's like, oh, it's like, it's like the hallelujah moment mm-hmm. because I'll do things. No, I won't do things. I won't do. I do not. I will not. I will not. I do not. Did I say I do not? I will not ever, ever do anything that does not make me happy. Okay. And, and so if it made me happy and made me excited and just like in the book, Think and Grow Rich. He says, what is your definiteness of purpose? Do what you love and the money will follow. I mean, I know the money's coming, Mm -hmm. but I have not missed a beat. You know, if I got evicted, okay, well, shit, I'm gonna wait six months and wait for the next thing and get the next apartment. I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, shit's gonna happen. You're gonna get evicted. You're gonna have to file bankruptcy. Anything and everything Mm-hmm. that you could think of has happened and will happen to an entrepreneur. But just listen, there's a lot of resources out here for Black people and colored people. <laughs> if you're an, Especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to operate a business legally, um, mm-hmm. there are resources out there. And do not, um, do not be afraid. At the same time, be prepared. You know, there was a uh, uh, and a comedian that, that um, would say this, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't want nobody coming back after me. But he would say, or people would say, just jump. Just jump when you want to go do something. And I would say, absolutely fucking not. Prepare to jump. Mm-hmm. If you're going to jump, prepare to jump. Get a good parachute. Don't just go get no any parachute. This day in 2022, mm-hmm. if you are going to be an entrepreneur, prepare to jump. Get the oh. right parachute. I'm telling yes, jump. Yeah. But prepare. I, don't just jump and not have any plans or thought. Yeah. You know, and nowadays you don't need no big old thousand page um, business plan or whatever. Because nowadays, listen, when COVID happened, all these restaurants that got all this money for their multi-million dollar restaurants, mm-hmm. that business plan alone did not work. It did not save them. Right. Because they were not prepared for Miss Rona, honey. Nobody could prepare for something like that. But I want to, like, because when you, you think not, about it, a 19-year-old girl 
from New Orleans. And, you know, New Orleans is a, the smallest big town I've ever been in or the biggest small town, whatever you want to say. But it is not Los Angeles. With $300 and a dream but not a vision. Mm, I don't, I tell you, the only thing I can say, you know how people say God had my back? Yeah. Whatever guy, I say all the guys had my back because let me tell you something, I needed all of them because I was practicing Buddhism too at the time. Um, and, you know, I was protect. I don't understand. I cannot, in this day and age, I would never tell a young 19 year old <laughs> to venture from New Orleans to come to California with $300 and an unclear dream. Oh, mm -hmm. no, 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 mm -hmm. no, absolutely not. How did I not get raped? How did I not get, girl, oh, another thing that was not in my bio, because I didn't, you know, I was trying to find jobs. I said, well, I'm going to be a stripper. Oh. So, you know, I'm, nine, I'm 19 and a half. I got a nice body, you know. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I'm 30 pounds thinner than I am now. So I go to this stripper joint called Tropicana. I walk up in there, you know, you got to go, go do an interview. And mm -hmm. their interview is you got to take your clothes off. Okay. The, the, the man said, drop your pants. <laughs> Luckily, I would. Never mind. I'm not going to put that part in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So did you get the job? That's that's less we need to know. No. He told me my booty was too big. See, you could tell that was a while ago because now that's all they're looking for. But... We going shit. I'm saying that to say, I'm just saying all of that to say, when you ask me how mm -hmm. I did it, I'm saying to you, I was protected. And I don't know. All I know is that I was protected because I did, I, I, mm -hmm. I was trying to find my way right. without knowing the way. Right. Yeah. And so you said that would not be your advice for any young not person. at so all. But do no. you have advice? No one. Not just for young people, but for entrepreneurs, DNA entrepreneur, or just, I think I might be a DNA entrepreneur who are ready to understand the law of fuck that. What would be your takeaway from all of that for them? Hmm, my takeaway would say would be, oh, make that decision. Get a, get a notebook, a designated notebook. Nothing else is in this notebook. It is your, maybe you, you might call it your fuck that notebook. I don't know. It is my me notebook, my notebook to myself. Make a decision. Make the decision based on the thing that you love more than anything. Then trust it. Stay focused. Hmm. Take inspired action. That's when you're getting ready to jump. And then enjoy the journey enjoy the journey well thank That's you so say. much cousin for being here with me today this was absolutely a pleasure absolutely a pleasure i thoroughly enjoyed this conversation mm -hmm. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.